0: that you are in the midst of us. I know that you have already turned it around. What the enemy has meant for our harm, God, you have turned it around and you have made it for our good. God, where sickness want to come in and try to attack us, God, we thank you that you have already turned it around and you have already healed us. God, where we're going through depression, Father God, we thank you that you have already turned it around and the joy of the Lord is our strength, God, even on today. God, we thank you that every given situation that's in our life, we thank you that you have already turned it around and perfected those things concerning us on today. God, we thank you for our teacher and our helper, which is the Holy Spirit. And I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. So I thank you that as I open my mouth to teach your people, you have already filled it. In Jesus' name, amen. Open your Bibles to the book of Genesis. We're going back to the beginning. Hallelujah. We thank God for the beginning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to start at verse 1 and end at verse 3. And it shouldn't take us long to get there. Amen. If it's taking you that long, you're going on to the New Testament or somewhere because you ain't in the beginning. I'm going to pray for you. (laughs) Hallelujah. The word of God now reads, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. I want to talk on this morning... Let the Holy Spirit work. Let the Holy Spirit work. I believe God is bringing this in this house for a reason on this morning. So we want to make sure that our hearts are open and receptive to receive the right now word. And when we receive this engrafted word with meekness, it is able to save our souls. Amen. But when God was giving me this on let the Holy Spirit work, what he was telling me was, We are not allowing the Holy Spirit to do what he needs to do in our lives. We have unemployed the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to be employed in your life. I don't understand why we have a helper, someone to help us, someone to walk alongside of us, and we act like we don't need no help. Look at your neighbor and say, you need help not sometime but all the time. Let's tell them again. Say, you need help not sometime, but all the time. Y'all, I'm going to break these prideful walls up in this place on today because we always hollering for something that we already have. And if you ain't using what you already have and becoming acquainted with what you have, you're going to keep depending on yourself. You are not self-sufficient in the kingdom of God. Did you not know that? You have to let go of you and say, God, I want the Holy Spirit to work in me and through me so I can manifest your glory to many people. Amen. So we see here in the beginning, it was God. It was Elohim who created the heaven and the earth. There was no man there. There was God there, not only God, but it was God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit all of them are one they are the trinity and some people don't see it that way but that's the way it has always been that's the way it's going to be and there's not going to be a change so if you're hoping for change i feel sorry for you because this is how god set it up so we see here that there were three of them there god the father god the son god the holy spirit now we see how the earth was the bible said the earth was empty it was void that means that there was nothing on this earth. Darkness uh, was on, upon the face of the deep. That means there was nothing there. There was no life there. And then the Bible said the Holy Spirit moved. That word move mean broadening. It means hovering over the face of the deep. So you have to stop there and say, why is the Spirit of God broadening, hovering over the face of the deep? Because the Holy Spirit was waiting to do a work. He wanted to be employed, y'all. He wanted to do what he was required to do. He was waiting on the command of God to come forth. That means he was waiting to release the life in the midst of the darkness. The light in the midst of the darkness, he was ready to give life because there was no life on the earth. So the Holy Spirit, the word tells us that the words I speak unto you in John six sixty three, they are spirit and they are life. And the only way that life can come from the word is through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I want to know today, why do we leave the Holy Spirit out? We leave him out because we feel as if I can do this by myself. I don't need no help. And if you don't need no help, he's not going to give you no help. See, we're always trying to do it within our own means, within our own strength. But the word of God says that he is the one that give power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he's the one that increase strength. That means that it is released through the Holy Spirit. Once you say, Lord, I cannot do this by myself. Now understand this. The Holy Spirit ain't going to do it alone. He needs some help. And the help that the Holy Spirit need in the beginning was, you know, I don't know if y'all know about hens and how they have eggs and they open up their wings and they cover those eggs. That means that they're protecting those eggs. That means that they're keeping those eggs warm because that hen know that there's life in the midst of those eggs. So in order for the life to come forth, the hen is brooding. He's hoovering over those eggs until it's time for those chicks to be born. That's what the Holy Spirit was doing. He was waiting. He was waiting for God's command. So immediately when God said, let there be light, the Bible say, and there was light because the Holy Spirit was going to work upon the word of God. And some of us, we're speaking the word, but we're just speak in it there's no life in the word because you ain't believe in the word the Holy Spirit is not going to release the power of God just because you are saying the word of God you got to believe that word and in order to believe that word you have to be with that word on a daily basis and I'm telling you you know when you believe it because when you believe a thing you see in a thing even before it manifests so God he was telling the Holy Spirit Okay, I need for you to release life upon these words that I'm that I'm speaking. Remember, the Holy Spirit is considered breath. He's considered a wind. So that means when I'm speaking the word out of my mouth, it is the breath of God. Come on, the power of God that's coming through that breath, that's coming through those words to produce what's being said. See, you can't produce it on your own. Some of us think that we can do better than God. We need to quit getting beside ourselves. We think we're so knowledgeable that we can do whatever we want, when we want, say what we want, when we want to say it, and then we expect the Holy Spirit to move. The Holy Spirit don't move outside of the word. And if you ain't in the word, getting revelation, and matter of fact, he's the one that illuminates it. He's the one that allowed the light to shine on that word. I know when I go into the word of God and I'm reading the word, all of a sudden there's a stop sign. And in the midst of that stop sign, there's an illumination. There's a light. And that particular verse hits. It hit me to the point of I can't move. See, the Holy Spirit don't want you to move because God is trying to speak to you through the word of life. But if we don't take the time to get into the word of life, then guess what? Even though we save, it still seems like we're dead. That there's darkness all around us. When you're going through in your mind and seem like you don't know which way to go, you don't know how to come out, I guarantee you when you say, Holy Spirit, I need your help. I can't do this by myself. See, we're leaving the Holy Spirit out. The Holy Spirit said, I want to work. I want to do what I was sent here to do, but people are so into themselves, they think it's the father, the son, and themselves. The father, the son, who do you call on? Jesus. We do supposed to call on Jesus, but Jesus said, wait a minute, we're going to go back and we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit some to let you know how we're supposed to be doing things. Jesus walked with those disciples. First of all, we got to understand that Jesus was a mere man. Jesus walked in the flesh as the son of man. We got to understand how this took place. Y'all know in the beginning how God put um, Adam and Eve into paradise. They had everything that they needed, but That old devil, he used the serpent. Y'all know what happened. Eve became disobedient. Then the husband became partakers, and they got through out of the Garden of Eden, right? But God had a plan. Look at your neighbor say, God had a plan. And say, that plan was Jesus. That plan was Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. So God already knew what man was going to do. Isn't he a good God? God already knew what was going to happen. So God already had a plan of redemption before it happened because we can't put our trust in no man, right? So God already knew. So y'all know what happened. God um, had prophets speaking the coming of the Messiah but as they were speaking this coming of the Messiah they were getting excited because they saying guess what y'all the Messiah is coming and he's going to set up his kingdom here on earth we don't have to worry about these people no more so their hearts were set on the Messiah he's coming and they were prophesying the Messiah he's coming but they didn't understand the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ he was coming to do something that no man could do and that was to give us life so after they kept saying this and saying this and saying this it coming an appointed time look at your neighbor say there's an appointed time God had to make sure that people were prepared for the coming of this king the king of kings the lord of lords the bright and morning star the prince of peace he was preparing them for the coming of him so we know what happened was, y'all know it started out with Zacharias and his wife Elizabeth and Zacharias who was in the temple. He was a priest y'all. I'm, I'm just going through, so I'm telling you right now, just wake up, wake up, wake up because when the word of God is going forth, the Holy Spirit is hoovering in this place and when you catch hold to it, the Holy Spirit is going to make a touchdown right where you are. We miss it because we don't open up our hearts when the word of God is going forth. You can get what you need at your seat. So we see that Zacharias and Elizabeth, they were old in age, and they wanted to have a child. And Zacharias was the priest, and he would go in the temple on the behalf of the people. Zacharias went in that temple, and he was getting a message from the throne of God. Can you imagine? you in the temple, and God is sending you a message. Oh, don't you feel so honored God has given me that message. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for giving it to me. But the problem was when God gave Zachariah that message, Jack, Zachariah did not believe what God was saying through that angel. So that angel was telling him, he said, since you won't believe the word of God, your mouth is going to be shut. See, God didn't want Zacharias to mess up the plan of God because he didn't believe it. But we know that God already had a plan, even if Zacharias opened his mouth, but he shut his mouth because he was doubting. And when he come out of there, they noticed that he could not talk. But as we notice, through all that they were going through, when it was time for the birth of John. But before I go to the birth of John, we know there was Mary. And Mary was betrothed to joseph betrothed in the bible they considered that as a marriage they hadn't actually come together with together but they knew that nobody could have mary but joseph so you can't touch that see that's another subject we got to go into so we know that they were coming together but they had not come together so the same angel came to mary and the angel was giving mary a message letting her know that she's blessed And highly favored among women. Can you imagine women? God coming to you out of all the women and letting you know that you're blessed and you're highly favored among all the women. Come on, pride will come in right then and say, Oh, I'm the one. Ain't nobody like me. Nobody can do it like I can. That's pride, right? But Mary was so humbled and they gave her, the angel gave her the message, letting her know that she was going to become pregnant. And they told her what the name of the baby would be and what the baby would do. And, you know, they called him Jesus. And Mary said, how can this be? She said, I haven't been with a man. See, I'm going somewhere. But as soon as Mary said, according to your word, what did she say? Wait a minute. Ooh, y'all, Yo, don't you feel that? Don't you feel that? Come on, let's say it again. According to your word, be it. Oh my goodness. Can you feel it? Can you feel the Holy Spirit ready? She said, according to your word, not mine. She said, you brought me this word. So according to your word, be it unto me. So that means that she was accepting what? The word of God. But uh, prior to accepting it, the, the angel was telling her, this is how it's going to happen. He said, the power of God is going to come upon you. Not only is the power of God going to come upon you, but the power of God is going to overshadow. Come on, ain't that like the Holy Spirit hoovering and broughting, just waiting, Michelle, for a moving, for that word to go forth. So he said, the power of God is going to come upon you and overshadow you. And that's how you were going to become pregnant. With the word, with Jesus. Hold it right there. How many in this room? Somebody come to you, apostle, and say you're getting ready to be pregnant. You know you ain't been with not one man. You'll be like, you drunk. you crazy. Get on up out of my house. But she took the very word that the angel said, Jennifer, and say according to who? To your word. Oh, that's when it took place. Be it. Come on, let's, let's just stop right there. Let's just quit faking it to make it. Somebody give you a word and you look at them like, how can this be? You know what's going on in my house. You know I'm broke. You don't accept the word. You miss it. But because Mary said, according to your word being unto me. Mary humbled herself and she recognized this ain't me. This is you and I know that you have all power. So I accept that assignment and guess what happened? After Mary accepted it, Mitch, she went on to help Elizabeth and she entered into Elizabeth's house and she began to say something to Elizabeth and Elizabeth said, Soon as the salutation come, the baby in my womb begin to leap for joy. Do you know what happens at the regeneration, the new birth, when you accept Jesus as your Lord, you are filled with joy. And see, this is what happened with Elizabeth. The baby that was in her womb, which is John the Baptist, was already full of the power of God, full of the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost heard the salutation, that baby was going crazy up there in her womb. I want to ask you something. When the word of God is going forth, is your baby leaping? Do you feel like you want to jump? Do you feel like you want to shout? Do you feel like you want to go tell somebody? Look at your neighbor say, it ain't happened to me lately. Everybody hollering up in here like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, preach, preach, and go home. Oh, Lord, what am I going to do? I ain't going to cry like I did last week. (laughs) But this is what God is saying. The Holy Spirit... Want to be employed. And God made a way for him to be employed. Mary accepted the assignment. Mary got pregnant with Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed woman. Let me give y'all some. I'm going to give y'all a warning. Y'all see warning going across. Warning, warning, warning. The day she accepted that assignment and she was full of the word, that's when trouble was coming. Trouble was coming, but then the next thing that God had to do was prepare Joseph, because when Mary come back big as a tick, <laughs> after she left, left Elizabeth, and she coming back to our hometown, come on, Evangelist, you got to be brave. You know you ain't been with nobody, and you coming back swollen, and you know it ain't no disease. <laughs> you know some people do that, try to hide it. I don't know what happened. I ain't know I was pregnant all that moving around in you and you ain't know you was pregnant, something wrong. Because God give you signs to let you know when you're pregnant. Mm Mm-hmm. So old Mary come back and I believe Joseph eyes. That can't be my Mary. Not the one I'm betrothed to. Ain't no way Mary laid with no other man. So Joseph was trying to find him a way out of this thing. But thank God, Cause God came to Joseph and he told Joseph that what Mary have on the inside of her, it is the whole come from the Holy Ghost and his name is gave him the whole spill. So can I tell you something, man? We ain't in Mary's day no more. She's the only virgin. Don't let nobody tell you I got pregnant through the Holy Ghost. That must be drugs talking. It ain't, the, ain't no messenger coming from God. I don't know what happened. I just woke up and I was pregnant. <laughs> so y'all see what happened in that situation. So we know that it was through the Holy Ghost that this happened. Is that not right? So God is saying that the same Holy Ghost that did all this in Elizabeth's life, in Mary's life, is the same Holy Ghost that's here today. But we neglect who Jesus has sent us. And now let's get to Jesus. Now, after Jesus was born, he lived as the son of man. Joseph taught him a trade, which was carpentry. So he lived as the son of man. And he took up all of those skills. But it was something different about Jesus. Shouldn't they have known and they got the prophecy even before Mary became pregnant, they told her, this is who you have in your womb. So she should have known there's something different about this boy. So y'all know they went to the temple, and when they go to the temple for these festivals that they have, they on their way home and didn't have the word. <laughs> I'm going to say something right now. <laughs> y'all up in here, word coming forth and go home and any carrying it with you. And don't even know you don't have it until you miss it. They miss Jesus, honey. How can they miss the Savior? How can they miss the Messiah, the anointed one, Christ, How in the world can you miss that? I'm going to stop and let you take a sleep break like you already are. (laughs) Is it too hot in here? Do y'all need some air? See, the devil want to put you to sleep because he don't want you to get the word because he know the word is going to bring you life. So they missed Jesus. And they turned around. They backtracked where they were. They found this little boy, 12 years old, in the temple with the ones, and he was paying attention. They were astounded at him because this little boy had so much wisdom, had so much understanding that they were astounded at this little boy. But guess what? They come to get Jesus and they said, basically, didn't you know, Jesus, why are you getting so far back? Da-da-da-da, you know what Jesus said? I was about my father's business. Jesus knew his assignment. He knew what he had to do. So this is where I'm going. Y'all, I'm, I'm going to cut it off when the Holy Ghost tell me to cut it off. But we need it because we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to operate in our lives. And he's tired of being unemployed. So when Jesus started, you know, was growing up, the Bible said he was full of wisdom. Beyond his years. This is where we miss it. We can take a little child right now that's two years old. And can have more wisdom than you. And you 50 and 60 years old, no more than a 60 or 70 year old. Why? Because God gave them that wisdom, and you can't say they don't know because they will tell you something that you figured. How did they know? Listen, see, so everybody's thinking, you don't supposed to know that. Who says I don't supposed to know that? If I'm with the Holy Ghost, The Holy Ghost is going to tell me something that you thought I didn't know before my time because Jesus was full of wisdom and the what? He was full of it, was he not? But guess what? This is one thing Jesus wasn't released yet. I'm going to tell you why he wasn't released. Because Jesus had to have some power to be released. I'm going somewhere. He had the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was indwelling Jesus, just like a a mere human being. The Holy Ghost will indwell you once you accept Jesus as your Lord. He indwells you so you can be part of the kingdom, so you can have a new identity. He seals you until the day of redemption. You get the fruit of the Spirit then, but you got to have the power to do the work of God. And some of us are missing that because we think, I got all I need. So here is Jesus. When it was time for Jesus to be baptized, the Bible said when he went under that water, Jesus come out, but the power of God descended upon him like a dove, and it said it remained. It remained. So I'm going to go there too. And once all of this happened, the voice of God... Begin to speak. What did he say? Behold, this is my. Wait a minute, y'all. Wait a minute. That didn't happen until the power came. People ain't gonna know who you belong to until you got some power. Some of y'all think I'm saved, I'm sanctified, I'm filled. But your lifestyle ain't adding up. Mm Mm-mm. So after Jesus got the power from on high to be a witness for God, to do what he see his father doing, he went into the wilderness, y'all. The Holy Spirit, he was at work. He was working. He was on his job. He went into the wilderness. It said he was led into the wilderness. Why in the world would the Holy Spirit lead this man in the wilderness? 40 days, he was in that wilderness. He wasn't eating anything. But he was in the wilderness. And it was time for that 40 days to be over with. Here come the attack. Come on, the enemy want to get you while you're weak. But Jesus had something. He had the power of God upon him. And by him having the power of God, that's not all he had. He had the word of God. So by having the power and the word, when that come together, guess what? Jesus is protected. Remember how the Holy Spirit Hoover? So Jesus knew what he had, and every time the enemy came at him, he gave him the word of God. He gave him the word because he knew the word, he was the word, and he knew that the word brings life to every given situation. So Jesus wasn't afraid of the enemy because he knew he had power, he had authority over the enemy, and he had the Holy Spirit. So after all of that, Jesus began to choose who? his disciples and when he chose those disciples he was telling them to come and follow who him this is when the teaching was going to begin but I want you to catch the first part they had a choice they had a choice see Jesus began to preach and the first thing he said was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand meaning that The kingdom of God is here right now. You need to have a change of heart. You need to have a change of mind because the kingdom is here right now. So Jesus was bringing the kingdom and in order to receive the kingdom, you had to receive him. And that's why today when we receive Jesus, we receive the kingdom and we receive everything that we need from God. So those disciples, they heard of this preaching that Jesus was doing. So when Jesus had come to them and say, follow me, it wasn't a problem leaving everything they had to follow Jesus. It wasn't a problem of denying themselves. Your first thing have to be, can I deny me to follow him? You have to get over self-effort. You have to get over your agenda. You know what I learned? God knows what's best for me. He knows. So if he tells me something through the Holy Spirit, it is my job to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying because guess what? He knows what's best for me. Because God got my whole life written out in the book of life. So in order to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, I have to be in tone with what God is doing. And to be in tone, I have to be in the word of life. So this is what Jesus was. He had followers, but here go the next step. The Bible said he had disciples. That was what? Learners of Christ. That was followers of Jesus Christ. So they had to be discipled. The way Jesus discipled them, he taught them. When things would pop up and they would come to Jesus and ask Jesus about this, that, or the other, and I'll give you an illustration, there was a time that Jesus and them needed money to pay taxes. Now, this is what I'm saying. You know what? Some people try to be ignorant. They try not to pay taxes because they say, I'm a son of God, and I don't have to do what the government want me to do. But the Bible tells me when they was asking for these taxes from Jesus, Jesus told Peter, he said, so we won't offend them. He said, I want you to go to the river. And he said, the first fish that come up when he opened his mouth, I want you to take that money for me and for you and give it to them. Is that not what he said? So, this is what I'm telling you. Jesus was there to let Peter know how to handle that situation when it looked as if they didn't have that situation handled, right? So Jesus was there teaching Peter a lesson concerning that. How many know? We read about the two fish and the five loaves of bread. He was teaching them how to take little and make it much by holding it up to the Father and giving him thanks for that little and allowing God to bless it so to be much. How many times do we hold little up? We cry over little. I don't have enough for me, and I know you ain't getting none of it, darling. I only have $5, and I know where I'm going. I can get me a burger from McDonald's, a dollar, mac chicken to be exact. I can get me a tea, and I can get me a dollar fry, and I got $2 left, and you ain't getting it. This is mine, Snip. Snip, it's mine. You can't have none of it. I'm hungry. Because if I get hungry later, because you know we stay in church a long time, so I'm going to eat that right now, but later got to come, Joanne. So $2 is for later. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Holy Spirit already unemployed. You unemployed him. The day you went through that drive through and didn't help somebody else. And you know you heard him. But your stomach, your flesh just overruled. Oh, you don't. Know, somebody else will do it. I ain't doing it today. They don't need it. Look at them. They need to go on the diet anyway. This is what I budget for. They need to make a budget like I make a budget. Look at your neighbor Said say, the Holy Spirit already unemployed. God said, let the Holy Spirit work. That means in every given situation in your life, the Holy Spirit is supposed to be at work. Because you know you cannot handle that situation by yourself. It has to be through the work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus spent three years raising up these disciples, teaching them, comforting them, being there for them, showing them miracles, healing, deliverance, prosperity. He showed them everything. Why did Jesus do it? He said, because, boys, it's going to come a time that I'm not going to be with you. He said, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. Did anybody know what an orphan is? Who? Say it again, apostle. Oh, my goodness. He said, I'm not going to leave you here as orphans. Got something to tell you. Some of y'all feel you, like you alone. You feel like you ain't got nobody. Mom Daddy ain't here no more. Sisters and brothers act like they don't know you. Family act like going about your business. I ain't thinking about you. You're an orphan. You left alone. You left to yourself. But if you remember what the word said, he said, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan." He said, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send you, darling, one that's just like me, just like I was to you. I'm going to send him. Y'all, we should be rejoicing. He said, I'm going to send him to you to be just like I was in your life when I was here on earth. He hadn't even been with the, went to the father yet, but he's saying, let not your heart be troubled. I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you a paraclete. I'm going to send you a teacher. I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you somebody that's the spirit of truth. I'm going to send you somebody that's going to bring everything to your remembrance that the word said unto you. I'm going to send you somebody that's going to reveal things that are unknown. So don't be sad. You're going to have everything that you need, because I can't leave you in this world alone. Because I don't walk in this world. I know how the world is. So I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. Y'all know in John 20, the Bible said, He breathed on them. And the Holy Spirit came to indwell them. But in, in Luke, he told them, I'm getting somewhere. Wait for the power that's on high that's going to endude you, that's going to clothe you with power. That means that they're going to be clothed with power that comes from on high. So they had to go wait in Jerusalem for this power. Now I want you to follow me. You got to know who you have indwelling on the inside of you. You got to know you have a helper, you have a teacher, and the Bible says you don't need nobody to teach you. This is the reason why the Bible's telling you this in First John the second chapter because you have a teacher. Not saying you don't need the fivefold. Some people tell me about, you don't need to go to church. Have you ever heard people tell you that you don't need to go to church? The church is in you. He said, forsake not. One with who? He wouldn't give you the fivefold if you didn't need to go to church. What you going to do? Call him to your house? Come to my house. I don't feel like going to church today. Can, can you just come to my house and give me the word? No, you say you don't need nobody to teach you what I need to come to your house for. Some people just don't come to church because they're lazy because they're in the self. They don't need the Holy Spirit. They don't need nobody to help them. They already know the word from the back to the front, from the front to the back. Look at your neighbor say, everybody needs somebody sometimes. We get so complacent. We don't think we need nobody. I got it going on. I can handle this myself. If God knew you can handle it yourself, he wouldn't have gave you the Holy Spirit. He would have just let you die. He gave you an helper that walks alongside of you. Now, let's talk more about this helper. He teaches you. When you go in the Bible and you see how Jesus taught those disciples, that's how the Holy Spirit want to teach you some things. But the disciples asked... The Bible said don't quench the Holy Spirit. When you quench the Holy Spirit in 1 Thessalonians, the 5th chapter, it means that you extinguish the fire. You ain't allowing the fire of the Holy Spirit to burn through you. And we quench him by doing stuff that we should not be doing. Then the Bible tells us not to grieve the Holy Spirit. And that's in Ephesians 4. And it means when we grieve the Holy Spirit, he's saddened. He's sorrowful. Why is he sorrowful? Because we outdoing some worldly acts that we should not be doing is outside of the word of God. So you in him. That means that you unemploying him. You don't want the Holy Spirit to help you because you're doing outside of what the word of God tell you to do. The Holy Spirit is not going to help you. Not unless you ask for help. Let's go somewhere else dealing with the Holy Spirit. So we see Jesus taught them all these things and I'm going to give y'all an example with me with the Holy Spirit. I have learned through the years. I used to be the type of person that chase every prophet that somebody say come in town. I ain't going to lie. I wanted a quick fix. I wanted them to tell me. I didn't want to take the time to pray. I didn't want to take the time to seek God. I did not want to take the time to get into word because that'd take too long. So when somebody told me a prophet was coming, Jennifer's the witness. We go way over yonder, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, which daddy didn't know it. Load up Jeremy. Come on, boy. It's a prophet in town. Y'all, we was in the purity woods. It looked like a juke joint club, didn't it? But they turned it into a church. We were so excited and getting the word. We ain't worried about where we was only thing we know is i want to hear something from the lord so we was chasing prophets y'all know what i'm talking about because some of y'all still chasing them too you're chasing them because you want them to confirm what god told you or you want them to give you something to make you feel good any old way we did that for a long time but that got cut off with me and god wouldn't send nobody because he told me, he said, I want you to get to know me for yourself. Y'all, I cried because I said, it's taking too long, God. I got situations going on. The devil messing with my mind. People cutting the fool on my job. And you're going to cut me off like that? Send now, you didn't have to tell that woman that. The devil is a lie. Hmm. So I started seeking him for myself. And I don't know if y'all know me well, but if a prophet come up to me and speak to me, ain't no reaction from me. Nothing. Some people, ah, Nothing. You know why? Because I know him and I'm listening to hear because if that ain't my God, the Holy Spirit is going to give me an unction. But if I don't get no unction, I'm slapping it on the shelf because it's something that the Lord is telling them that I don't quite know about right there. So I'm going to sit it on the shelf and I'm going to wait on it. See, that's why you got to be keen in the spirit. The Holy Spirit has to be at work so you will know the spirit of error and the spirit of truth. He's only going to speak truth and how you're going to know truth if you ain't in the truth. Some of us are not in the truth but we want a prophet to tell us something. I tell you what if I told people prophet coming to Miracle Temple we got five prophets come this place will be packed because somebody be waiting to hear something I need to hear from God. I need, if you ain't heard from God yet and you saved, you ain't saved. Something's wrong with your salvation. You need to check yourself. So dealing with me, I began to seek the Lord. And no matter what I went through, I didn't go to the phone no more. I went to the throne. And I said, God, if you can't help me, I said, nobody can help me. And I need an answer for you. And I remember this verse. If you call on the Lord, he will answer you. He will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. So I began to try it. I began to call him. Let me give you an example, dealing with the Holy Spirit. Jeremy, he had to be about three or four years old, and he had a fever, and they couldn't break his fever. They didn't know what was causing Jeremy's fever. And you know how they say just alternate Tylenol and Motrin and got to keep the fever down, but it wasn't working. So I was in the house one day, and I said, God, I say, you are the great physician. You know more about my son than they know about my son. Now, Holy Spirit, I need some help today because I'm bothered. I say, This is my child and I don't want him to go through. I am bothered. Next thing I knew, I got an open vision of a pine tree. And the Lord, the Holy Spirit said, I want you to go take bark off the pine tree. And I want you to ball that bark. And I want you to let it cool. And I want you to rub him in that. Now, that's. Sound like foolishness, but I know what I heard. When I done that, Jeremy fever broke. Didn't have another fever. Why? I was letting the Holy Spirit work. I gave up with my way of doing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't knock doctors. No, because they go get educated. They go through the books. They get educated. They, you know, we depend on them. When something's going on, well, doc, why is this happening? Doc, why is that happening where the book says where the blood work says, but how many of us go to the great physician and say, "You're the answer. You know where it come from. You know where it begun." So I need for you to answer me, and I need for you to tell me. I'm gonna give you another example. After I had Ariel, see, sometimes everybody don't know what you go through, but I'll never forget. They couldn't find out what was wrong with me, and the guy said. It's some kind of infection going on in your body. We're going to call the team of people that deal with these infections. I look around my bed. I ain't seen nothing but white. And I wasn't in heaven. It was doctors all around me surrounding my bed trying to help me. Because the doctor said, I don't understand this. He said, cut her. They cut me. They said, I want to see how long she bleed out. They said, because before we take her to do this emergency cesarean, we got to make sure she don't bleed out on us. But I'm going to tell you all something how the word works. Before I had her... I was speaking speedy recovery, no pain, just speaking the word way in advance. So when all of this was happening, it was happening so quick, my husband didn't even know what was going on. They were wheeling me in the operating room, and I was saying, God, let your angels be all around me. Just speaking to those angels. Got up there in that emergency, the operating room, and I saw this lady looking at me. And they said, sh- they called her grandmother. And everybody looked at her as a grandmother, and we thought we'd bring her in here for you. And I remember her just rubbing my head. She said, you all right. You're going to be okay. And he told them, I want you to get all of this blood to have it ready, because if she bleed out, we want to be ready. Because my platelet count was low, very low. Didn't it, it's supposed to be 100,000, and I was down there in the fifty. They did not understand what was going on, but he knew he had to have everything ready. I'm laying there. Y'all, I woke up, got in my room and everything, and I was sitting there, and they was putting stuff in me because of what was going on. I was burning up. Check my fever. No fever. I said, I told my aunt, Shirley was there with me. I said, something is wrong. I was eating ice like crazy, couldn't cool off. And they said, well, she don't have a temp. We don't know what's going on with her. Oh, I said, Holy Spirit, Father God, they don't know. But it's something not right with me. You got to help me right now. As soon as I called on the Holy Spirit, the infectious doctor that was in there, that was head of the infection, passed by my room. Who does that? I say, come here. I said, I'm burning up. But before I told her, the Holy Spirit said, it's what they're giving you in that bag. She come in my room, and I told her what was going on. She called a nurse immediately. She said, unhook her now. Talk to my sister, which is a nurse. She said, the very thing they was giving you, if they hadn't taken off of you, you would have been dead. What am I saying to you? I let the Holy Spirit work. I couldn't lay there and depend on them to tell me something that they didn't know. What am I telling you? This day and hour, with where the world is going, from White House on down, if you don't call on the Holy Spirit, you're going to be in a mess with the rest of them. See, we're waiting on man to fix something. Haven't you realized man can't do it yet? You don't realize man ain't God. And if they ain't serving God, they're going to do it the world's way. Then when everything is messed up, who are you going to call on? Look at your neighbor and say, who you with? It ain't about Democrat and Republican. It's about Jesus. The Democrats and Republicans are battling. That's what the enemy wants. We should be coming together. I'm getting there. Tell your neighbor, let the Holy Spirit work. Every time I turn around, somebody taking up for this one and somebody taking up for that one. But who's calling on the Holy Spirit to start to pray and say something wrong with the government. Holy Spirit, what do you want me to pray? We're spending too much time on politics. We got so many politicking people I ever seen. People followed the... the um. What you call that thing? Who? The election. Dang, how I forget that. Because <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it. People followed the election more than they followed the word. The word already spoke of the election. <laughs> it's already, whatever the word is said, it's already said. If you get in the word, guess what? The Holy Spirit can't open it up to you because you're so full of this Democrat Republic mess. You don't know nothing but what you believe. Get your neighbor said let the Holy Spirit work I'm going somewhere y'all so I have the Holy Spirit I'm give you another example me and my husband you know how you get so used to stuff in your house sometimes you don't pay attention because you know how it's supposed to be me and my husband at the same time it was water laying there by the refrigerator wasn't going nowhere just laying there so I'm like did I spill something nothing spilled Husband pulled the refrigerator out. He noticed my tile was buckling up. And I I didn't want to say it, but I guess he figured I was using too much water on the floor or something. So he just asked me nicely, is that tile on that floor buckling up? Thank God for the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will help you keep a fence down. <laughs> Y'all know what I mean, don't you? Y'all know what I mean. Holy Spirit will calm you down. I said, uh-huh, he's trying to say. <laughs> he trying to say without saying, you notice that towel bucket up down there? No. One day, it was shown to the both of us, so he pulled out the refrigerator. Sure enough, the water line from the ice maker been leaking for a long time. I'm going to use this scenario with my husband because he's the man of the house. He's the priest, right, Carlton? Priest. Mm-hmm. That priest said, see, I had just come out of prayer. Oh, a little sigh. i just come out of prayer. So he said, well, we're going to have to call, call a plumber. I said, you the plumber. I'm calling no plumber up in here because the only thing I can see for plumber is $75 an hour, and that didn't look like a problem. So this is what I said, Holy Spirit, what's wrong with this situation? Because it wasn't dripping from the wall. Y'all ain't like praying, Holy Spirit. Next thing I know, I was led. Picked up the line. Line was leaking. Gas wood. Clip, clip. Hardware stove. He fixed it. How did it happen so quick? just come out. I was already stirred up in the Holy Ghost. I was already filled with the Holy Ghost. See, I wasn't quenching him. I said, I ain't paying no $75 Holy Ghost. What's wrong with y'all laughing, but y'all don't want to pay it either. Come in my house. That's embarrassing. He come in my house and he pick up the line and say, it's your line. Send it you know you're going to be mad then. You're going to forget about it. I ain't giving you no $75. Well, you called me. I didn't call you. Daddy remember this one. I'm telling you, let the Holy Ghost work. The house down there had some problems with that. Did we not, Daddy, coming back from a long trip? And they said that it was p- pouring out how many gallons of water? A hundred gallons or how long a minute or something? Five minutes pouring out, pouring out. What flashed before me in the beginning was money. Oh, no. Then I said, Holy Ghost? Daddy was there. My husband say, we're going to have to call the plumber. I said, we ain't calling no plumber. It got something to do with the toilet. Didn't the Holy Ghost say it there? Might be a leak under there. Ain't no pipe busted nowhere. It's the toilet. What was it? I ain't giving nobody no money. It's God's money. I ain't employing nobody and don't have to. I employed the Holy Ghost and he told me it's the toilet. And bless Daddy heart, he was trying to help too. Because daddy know about them plumbers. It's the toilet. And guess what it was? The lever, the flapper. Just changed the flapper. Evangelist. Yeah, they wanted us to get a plumber to crawl. Not one pipe bust. Then had another situation. Still charging a lot of money for water. If y'all got water and you paying water bills, you understand what I'm talking about? Man said, we paying too much for water down there. I said, it's because of who in that house. And not one leak down there. It's because of who in the house. What am I telling you? If you don't let the Holy Spirit work, you're going to be broke. The Holy Spirit tell you what you need to do, how you need to do it, and when you need to do it. But you got to let him work, and you have to be sensitive unto the Spirit of God. Now, how do you do this? First of all, you have the indwelling. That shows that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You identified with God. You are God's child. You indwell with the Holy Spirit. But then God want the power to come upon you so you can be an effectual witness. See, God wants some effectual witness. Yes, you have the Holy Spirit. But God want the power of God to come upon you so you can do a work so people know it's God at work and it's not you. So this is why he sent them to the upper room. He didn't send them to the upper room to play tic-tac-toe. He didn't send them to the upper room to wait 50 days either. Some people say, Well, you got to wait to the day of Pentecost Pentecost to get this power. You keep waiting to the day of Pentecost and see how much money you be putting out and see how much you be going through. Keep on waiting for the day of you don't even know when the day of Pentecost is. And none of y'all ain't going to Jerusalem. If you're going to do it, let's do it right. Evangelist, go to Jerusalem. Go up in the upper room. Where? In Jerusalem and wait. Now, if you want to do it right, do it. So they waited for this power, and the Bible said they were all on one accord. They were believing the same thing. They received the word, they believed the word, and they was waiting for the manifestation of that word. So when all of them come together on one accord, the Bible said it was like a rushing mighty wind that came in and sat upon Each of them, didn't leave nobody out. It was about 120 people in that upper room. And it said it was like a fire, like clothing tongues that sat upon each of them. And they began to speak. And guess why they had to wait until the day of Pentecost? Because it was different people coming from everywhere with different languages. So God wanted to speak to them in their language to let them know about God. When that power endued them, oh, Peter, the one that denied Christ, that was peeping around corners, I don't know him. I don't know him. Guess what? That was the same Peter that got boldness through the Holy Ghost. And he began to preach. And he began to tell them, these men ain't drunk. He said this was spoken through Joel. And he began to say how it was going to fall on many of them. Given to the the sons, the daughters, the men servants, the maid servants. People were going to be prophesying. This was the power, y'all, of the Holy Ghost. Let's don't misuse his power because you have the evidence. The evidence is the speaking in tongues. People are getting tongues wrong. People are using their tongues just to get people to notice them, to make people think, I got a word for you. The Holy Ghost ain't got no word for you. They in self. I remember before we got this teaching in Miracle Temple on Tongue, some people was, wow, get up to the altar, you hear them above everybody else. I said, okay, we need some teaching up in here. Because nobody don't have to know that but you and God. So see, what God is saying, he want the Holy Spirit to work. You have to get to know the Holy Spirit. You got to get to know his duties, and you have to let him work in you and through you. And you're going to know it's him because it was not you that done it. It was him. Now, some of y'all think you don't need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You too cute to speak in tongues. I'm going to say it again. You too cute. You too cool to speak in tongues. But I got something to tell you. You're missing something. Because the Bible says that those that speak in tongues speaks unto God and not man. And those that speak in tongues speaks mysteries that nobody will understand. And when you begin to speak in tongues and you say, God, I need interpretations of those tongues so I can pray in English. Oh, my God, the Holy Spirit put some power to that word. And you speak in the perfect will of God for the situation. Not only that, when you're down and out, apostles. And and you feel like you can't make it another father. When you begin to start speaking in them tongues, the joy of the Lord begin to raise up. And you begin to say, I can make it. Why? Because it's edifying you. It's building you up in your most holy face. And guess what? It's keeping you in the love of God. Some of you can't love because you ain't got no power. Some of you are offensive because you ain't using the power. I'm going to go somewhere. If you carry an offense all the time, you ain't filled. (laughs) The Holy Ghost is there. But Paul said in Ephesians, be not drunk with wine, but be continually filled with the Holy Ghost. That means when you continually feel, I'll give y'all a nugget and I didn't tell you. See, the reason why it don't bother me that people don't like me because I'm continually filled. I'll give you an illustration. Dequan, not throwing your business out there, buddy. But come here, I need for you to do something for me. Dequan, have you ever been so drunk, drunk as a skunk, that people can hit you, talk about you, didn't bother you, you just get up and cuss them out some more? Yes. Turn around. seriously punch you didn't hurt right right didn't feel it it. why I didn't care and you were drunk this is what alcohol do to you when you really intoxicated somebody scrub the floor with you talk about you insult you and you miss every insult because it don't bother you don't hurt you you get up and still talk trash you come back harder harder, right right they go on you come back harder then after that how over your head hurting wondering why your, your stomach hurting wonder how you got that bruise, and then somebody done popped up pregnant and you say how did that happen I ain't messing with you <laughs> all of that cause you're drunk ain't that what a drunk will do then don't cling the baby go to court and the baby looking just like you well your honor I don't think I should pay child support cause I was drunk <laughs> this is why Paul said be not drunk with wine. Now, he's letting you know in excess because this is what wine will do. But he said, I'm using that illustration to let you know when you're full of the Holy Ghost, full of the Holy Ghost, that when somebody insults you, it don't touch you. When somebody offend you, it don't bother you. When somebody talk about you, you can go on about your business because guess what? You're so full of him that is keeping you in the love of God and you're loving them more than you. Daquan, asked him, buddy. Are you full of the Holy Ghost? Are you full of the Holy Ghost? Go ahead. Are you full of the Holy Ghost? <laughs> Say for real. For real. Are you full of the Holy Ghost? Are you full of the Holy Ghost? Because if you are, because if you are, you wouldn't be talking all that smack to your neighbor. You all that smack to your neck. Thank you. Have a seat. <laughs> Who want to speak in tongues now? People tell you you don't need them tongues. How are you going to stay built up in your most holy faith if you don't use them? How are you going to overcome situations if you don't use them? How are you going to pray? I'll give you an example. Y'all remember Peter and John in the word of God, they were coming against them. They were persecuting them. And as they were persecuting them, they went with um, their, their, sect, their people and they began to pray. And the Bible said that there was a shakening or they were coming together. Anyway, the power of God was in the midst of them. They got boldness and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They needed that uh, fullness and they began to speak the word of God with boldness. That rolled off of them. And they just went on and continually done what God told them to do. What am I telling you is we're not putting the Holy Spirit to work. The Holy Spirit is tired of being unemployed. He's tired of this complaining, this bickering, this backbiting, this lying, all of this stuff that you know you don't supposed to be doing. He's there to help you to overcome it, but you allowing flesh to ruling your life because you won't let him do his work he said let me work in you and through you so all of us in this place that's born again you saying you don't need him how you think you're going to get through if you're still holding something against somebody some unforgiveness you ain't feel because the bible says that the holy spirit will build you up But he will keep you in the love of God. Keep you, but you got to have a daily feeling. Every day, because we run out sometime. The power is there, but we got to stay daily filled. How can you stay daily filled? It's in worship. When you begin to worship God. When you begin to thank God. When you begin to praise God. But I'm trying to tell you some pride in this room. It's too many people trying to be cute. It's too many people that won't open their mouths when... You're giving them this gift. Some people come to the altar. Yeah, I want it. I want it. You explain it to them and then you say, well, open your mouth. You got to work the tongue, don't you talk? Let him give you the spirit of utterance. Let him come upon you and so many people looking around. I don't want nobody to hear me. Keep on being cute. Keep on being prideful. You missing out on what God wants to do in your life through the Holy Spirit. The more you pray in tongues, the more you build up to conquer whatever is going on in your life. The more you pray in tongues, it's not to edify the church. It's to edify you. People pray in tongues in church and when you say do you have an interpretation no sit down why are you up in here praying in tongues is you hearing God tell you something no sit down did anybody else have the interpretation no that's the end of that sit down you keep it in order God is about peace and not confusion because if somebody come in the house of God and everybody's speaking in tongues they're gonna say y'all crazy but if everybody's speaking in tongues, there should be an interpretation of that tongue to edify those that are in there to let them know what's being said in English. I was in this church and this lady started speaking in tongues and y'all, I clear, I was hearing what she was saying in English. I said, I ain't saying nothing. I ain't opening my mouth. Let her keep right on speaking. I ain't saying nothing. I'm just sitting there like, mm. you know how you just look forward, be dumb then. I said, I ain't saying not one thing. That pastor had a nerve to say, Amanda, what did God say? I repeated it. I could have said, he ain't saying nothing to me. He talking to her, he ain't talking to me. She need to know what God is saying. I don't need to know nothing that God is saying. (laughs) But I didn't do it. I told her that was being edified, the body, because God had a message for the body. This is what I'm saying today. Let the Holy Spirit work in your life. You're calling on man too much. Man will fail you. I'm going to use Brother Willie back there for an example. Y'all may look at Willie. What's your name? (laughs) Y'all may look at Brother Willie and say, Brother Willie, got it going on. You know, Brother Willie, all right. But when you don't know what a person been through, in the natural, it looked like they were all right. But I remember when Brother Willie was going through, and I believe Sister niece gave y'all that testimony. They were coming up with stuff with Brother Willie's head. Only thing they do that ask me, I would have told them that the band didn't have no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I play with Brother Willie like that. He got good sense. Don't let him fool you. Brother Willie look at you like he don't know and know all the time. So, Brother Willie would keep me informed, him and Sister Niece, and they would tell me, well, Pastor, they say Willie got cancer. I said, Willie ain't got no cancer. And I said, Willie, you ain't got no cancer. They couldn't figure Willie out, could they, Brother Willie? Couldn't figure him out. They were coming up with all kind of stuff to give Brother Willie. I said, don't you accept that, Brother Willie? That ain't ain't what you got. That ain't what God said. There's nothing wrong with your head. They just can't figure it out. So they're trying to come up with something for you to accept it. And you're not going to accept that. Did you have cancer, Brother William? But they had to scare the man to death first. So if he had a left here, it wouldn't have been with cancer. His heart would have failed him for every report they were bringing in that room. (laughs) And the funny part is, Sister Denise had a song on her phone. When I called, she recognized the song. What was the song, Sister Denise? What was it, Brother Willie? Every time Brother Willie heard the song, what you do, Brother Willie? Cry like a baby. (laughs) He would hear that song. And I say, well, the song said ain't over (laughs) until God says it's over. So that man been through something. But how many know that the enemy used fear to take you out? That's why we have to be so cautious to hear the Holy Spirit. Y'all, it's people dying before their time. Because we won't take the time to wait. If the Lord ain't answered, that means wait. That means don't move ahead. Because God said, if I ain't said nothing, don't move on nothing. But some of us get so anxious because somebody said, Well, if you don't do this right here, this is what's gonna happen. Oh Lord, go ahead and do it. No. God ain't told you to do it. So we want to let the Holy Spirit work even right now. We want him to do what he came into this room to do. He's hovering in here right now. He's broadening in here right now. And he's just waiting on somebody to say, Holy Spirit, I need your help in this situation. I'm tired of being wore out. I'm tired of being tired. Let me ask y'all something. How many put everything ahead of the Holy Spirit? Let's just be honest. We don't take the time to ask him nothing. We don't take the time to say, good morning, Holy Spirit. I really need your help today because I don't know what's going to go on. Oh, you just get up and go on about your day and act like you superwoman and superman. Didn't you know Kryptonite tonight knocked Superman out? That was the one thing that he couldn't get away from, you know, that would make his powers weak. But when it comes to the Holy Ghost, you weaken him but not allowing him to help you with your given situation. Quit trying to be this, that, or the other and call on him to walk alongside of you. Holy Spirit, I'm going on my job today. I don't know what I'm going to face. You know all things. The Holy Spirit will bring you a scripture. I'm going to give you an example. We had a situation and me and my husband began to pray about the situation. Somebody was having problems on their job and... Me and my husband began to pray, and I said, no, we're going to wait on the Lord. Because how many know when situations appear on your job, you're ready to get another job? I'm tired of this mess. I'm leaving. They don't appreciate me. Come on, you ain't there to be appreciated by them. You're there to be appreciated for God. You're there to please God and not man. So as me and my husband began to pray, you know, we were saying, Holy Spirit, let us know what to do and how to do it. Because you know how we feel about this person. You know what they're going through. We begin to speak over this person. Y'all, I got at my desk to go ahead and study. And I heard that song. He's turning it around for you. He said, Give him that song. So I called him. I said, You need to listen to this song, and I want you to really focus on this song I say not only you taking this song but give it to this other gentleman too because I'm telling you God is turning around Tyson he's turning it around for you he does that sometime when it seemed like it's so bad you want to throw in the towel you don't want to go another father God is in the midst working it out he's getting you right for where he's taking you and I'm here to tell you I say listen to that song and this person was getting ready to fill out applications and everything the next day the one that gave him trouble wanting to take him out but they didn't go not only that they were giving them something else what am I saying to you the Holy Spirit will let you know we're too much in a hurry we're doing more of the world than we're doing for the kingdom we're putting the world before we put the kingdom the only time we put the kingdom when we're laying on our back or when we're going through so heavy and we can't do nothing but call on Jesus I remember a guy who Got in trouble and he went to jail and he was really going through. He had to travel through these different states before he got where he was going. They only gave him a cheeseburger and some water and he chained up. And what I gave this person was a Bible. I said, you're going to need this more than you need anything else. This person said, when I was flat on my back looking up, that's when I recognized I needed Jesus. This is why so many people in prison accept God because they ain't got nowhere else to go. They ain't got nothing else to do, but, oh, I'm going to love Jesus. I'm going to stay with Jesus. He's going to be the man. then as soon as they get out, you're going to know a person with a right heart because they ain't going to change. They're going to remain the same inside as well as outside. So what am I telling you? The Holy Spirit want to do a work in this place today. If you are born again and you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, you need the power of God to be an effectual witness. That's what Jesus told them. The only way you can be a witness for me in these places that you go into is the power has to be upon you. So if y'all do not have the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you cannot be an effectual witness. I wouldn't even send you to nobody's house that's manifesting because you'll run too. When you do get the power from on high and you begin to build yourself up, you begin to speak in those tongues, you get so much boldness upon you that you ain't looking at no demon. You saying, come out. Some of you are trying to deliver some people and you ain't even got no power. None. Nada. How can you stand in front of people and speak what God tell you to speak? Cause you're full you feel with the power from on high god got you charged up and you ain't having no problem with what's going on around you because you know who you are you know what you hold and the power that has come upon you to do that work go in the bible elijah couldn't be elijah without the power coming upon him None of them could do what they had to do for God without this power. But guess what they didn't have? They didn't have the indwelling. The power that they had upon them, it came and it left. Because God was through using them. But now we have this power that's on the inside of us, the seen power that raised Jesus from the dead. That's why he told us to go heal the sick. He didn't tell them just to um, say, well, I don't know if you're going to make it. He said, no, go heal them. Because you got the power to do it. Because the power is in you. And what we should say when we get there, I come to get you out of here. Because the Lord sent me here. I didn't come for you to lay there like that. That's why we give them the word. And as we give them the word on healing, the power of God is at work. The next thing you know, they're coming off their bed of affliction. But you know what we do? God bless you. <laughs> Next day you found out that it's gonna be alright. Gone. Left him. Out of here. Before that time, because you it's gonna be alright, it's gonna be alright. Yes, it's gonna be alright. How you know? Who told you that? You just didn't have nothing else to say then some of us are afraid to speak the word because we think they're going to curse us out. So we ain't going to say nothing. But when you open your mouth and you begin to speak what's already in you, somebody going to rise up if it's not the person in the bed. (laughs) That's our duty. It's one thing to say, be healed. And it's another to say, you already heal. So God said it's time for the Holy Spirit to work. Who wants the Holy Spirit to work? Amen. Amen. Who wanna allow the Holy Spirit to work? Amen. Well, this is your day, this is your hour. And some of you might say, I don't need no tongues. I have tongues. You might as well not have them because you ain't using them because you're still talking smack. You're still cursing. You're still acting like a snob. You're still getting offended. You're still going places you shouldn't go, and you still ain't showing up on time to the house of God. So. So, yes, you may have the Holy Ghost, but you surely ain't filled with it. Because when you feel a hint full of him, nobody don't have to tell you to do nothing, not even give. Oops, thank you, Holy Ghost. Acts, the second chapter. After Peter gave the sermon and all of them got baptized and was following Peter. The Bible said that Peter didn't ask them for their possessions. And they just got the power something's wrong y'all we need to quit confessing something that we're not doing we don't need to say nothing because when you can give of yourself with no stipulations you know you feel but when you listen to other people when they tell them, don't give them that they don't need that they got more than what you got they're just using people to get what you got that's all don't give them not one quarter not one dime they got more and you look at them you ain't feel because you listen to the man instead of listening to the God. What did the Holy Spirit tell you to do? You do what he tells you to do. You don't listen at what other people tell you to do. And if somebody's talking that smack, you should know it ain't him. So now, we're going to come to the water. Amen? And we're going to be baptized. And guess who's going to be the baptizer? Jesus. That's why John says that, Jesus was going to come and be the what? Be the baptizer. He's going to give you that holy fire. And that's what we need today, y'all, to make it. And if you do have the baptism and you're not using your tongues, I advise you to start using them at home to build you up in your most holy faith. Y'all, this is no lie. My daughter and husband know it. If I'm in the car with them, I don't care what destination I'm going to. That's all they hear. And my daughter told me one day, she said, Mama, am I driving all right? Because I was praying in tongues so much. She said, Mama, am I, am I driving okay? Yeah, baby, go ahead. He going do I got a little bit louder. See, I needed some help in that back seat. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So everywhere we go, that's all they hear me do is the prayer language. Now, I do be considerate when they're talking to me. I talk to you, don't I? But he knows not to bother me because everywhere in the back, he going, get happy with that thing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And then the Lord will put a word there and I'll be speaking it forth. I'm like, all right, now I got that one. Because, see, you got to speak. Don't tell nobody what you're full of and no manifestation is taking place. Don't be trying to work these gifts and you ain't being filled with the power of God. Don't be trying to be a showboat just to let somebody know I have the gifts of the spirit. Because with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you do get nine gifts of the spirit. But the Bible says that it's as the spirit wills, not you walking in a place and say, okay, I'm going to get somebody saved today. Somebody gonna walk out of here and be here. I'm gonna tell somebody about themselves today. Oh, he's a prophet. Everybody that prophesy ain't no prophet. Everybody that give you a word of encouragement ain't no prophet. Where did you get that from? Everybody that t- some people operating under familiar spirits. How can a person tell you something that ain't never in the Word of God? And how can they tell you something when they ain't handling their own business? You know why? Because they want to be seen. They want to be heard. They see somebody else operating, so they want to operate. So people know, come to me, come to me. I I can tell you, too. They ain't the only Y'all see, I went through that, too. I went through people sneaking, catching them at the back door. God said. Then I had to be the one to clean up the mess. Because everybody want to tell somebody something and you're doing it sneakily. Had one person to come up in here. I never forget it. And I, advantages, I believe you remember this. I was in the office running. There's woman back here. She's speaking in tongues and, and she she's just speaking in tongues. We don't know what she's doing. What you telling me for? You want to be a prophet? Go handle it. What, what you coming to me for? You, you want to take over? Handle it. What you need me back there for? Then had one woman, she was praying. Woman praying all out of sync. I'm standing right here, we round the church. Whoo, the woman start praying some foolish stuff. I look up, Then are looking at me. What you looking at me for? You heard what she said too? Why you waiting on me to correct it? <laughs> But everybody want to get behind the pulpit. But you don't even want to bring correction to your friend, to your mama, to your daddy, to your sister. But you want to come up here and tell the whole congregation, God said, but you won't do it in your own house. Holy Spirit don't act like that. Well, I, I can't tell them. And you can't tell me either. God has no respectable person. How can you turn him off at home and turn him on in church? God told me last night, this is what he told me. He told me we're going to have a $100 line, we're going to have a $50 line. And the ones that can't pay the 100 and the 50 just get in the dollar line. And when you do it, God is going to break through for you. You're going to get healing right then. You probably will feel healed right then because you thought something happened. That pain might leave you right then because you got excited. God don't charge you for all that. And that's, that's the only way they can get money out of people, that's why they do it. And then they lie on the Holy Ghost. So what am I saying? Get into the word of life. Get into the word of God and quit trying to be something God didn't call you to be. Because the more you walk in that, the more people are going to look for you to give them a word and you're going to be tired. Tired, you hear me? You're going to be tired. You're going to be praying all times tonight, night trying to break through for them and they sleep. <laughs> but you feel good because they feel like you're a prophet in the house. Everything you say come to pass. I believe you. Well, believe this. <laughs> believe King James today. King James speak to you today? Because I ain't speaking nothing to you today. Do you have a Bible? I get you one. But some of y'all afraid to do that because you want people attached to you. Y'all, this ain't no game. The more people you get attached to you and you allow them to stay attached to you, you are burdened down. You can't move, you can't get away, and then they mad at you. So I'm telling you right now, It ain't up to you. It's up to him. Allow God to be God and to work through you and quit trying to do it on your own. Let the Holy Spirit work. The Holy Spirit said, I want to work in you and through you. Will you allow me to do it? So first of all, I want to say those that do not know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, this is your time. This is your opportunity. Jesus have paid the price for you, a price that you did not have to pay. Jesus laid down his life for all of us because of sin. He's the only one that could do away with sin once and for all. We cannot do it. So if you're still trying to get it right, to say, I'm waiting till I get this right and that right, and then I accept him, you're going to die in your mess. Because it's not a person in this room that can get it right that's why he sent his son down here for us so I'm gonna ask those that are in the room if you don't know him as your lord and as your savior this is your opportunity this is your time to accept him as lord and then those that have already accepted him as lord and have the indwelling of the holy spirit but have not accepted the power from on high this is your opportunity today to come up and get that power from God to be an effectual witness is there one do we have another I'm telling you with this power on going to be trying to do stuff to to make it right with Holy nobody Holy Spirit come